In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. It is a good day to be the Cathedral of St. Philip. On this special Sunday, we get to celebrate our patron, St. Philip, and all the saints of this parish. And we get to welcome new saints into this holy communion with baptism. Baptism marks these children's beginning and belonging in the one holy universal church, the mystical body of Jesus Christ, in which all churches and all Christians across time and across space are, in fact, one, even when they don't look like it. And baptism marks these children's beginning and belonging in this particular community of Christians, that is, with all of us. Isn't that good news? And that's not all. Today, with these newest saints, we, all of us, will remember who we are, who we are as members of Christ's body, and of one another. We will remember who we are as God's beloved children and recipients of grace upon grace upon grace. And we also remember who we are as this particular embodiment, this particular incarnation of the mystical body of Christ in this particular parish that is named after Philip, the deacon and evangelist. As we learn in the Acts of the Apostles, Philip was one of the first disciples assigned to a special ministry of service, or diaconia. As the early church was growing, the early disciples designated seven men filled with the Holy Spirit to be dedicated to service to make sure that the most vulnerable were not left behind. But then a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem, and Philip was among the disciples who were scattered. And as they were scattered, preached wherever they went, so that the word spread and the church grew anyway, in spite of efforts to destroy it. But instead of letting Philip rest on his laurels, sit back and relax, an angel commanded him to get up and go out again to a dangerous desert road where he encountered an Ethiopian eunuch who was struggling with the book of Isaiah. Many of us have been there and done that. At the Spirit's prompting and at the Ethiopian's invitation, Philip climbed up into the chariot with this stranger, studied the Bible together, and showed him the good news. And it's such good news that the Ethiopian wants to be baptized. And why not, he asks. Well, 
He's an outsider, a foreigner, and a eunuch. And he has not been through the workshop like you all have. But before Philip can even answer, this stranger, this stranger leads both of them to a pool of water, and Philip finds himself baptizing him. Then the Spirit whisks Philip away again to continue his preaching tour with a new or renewed understanding of the fullness of God's salvation. This story is often called the conversion of the Ethiopian eunuch, but it's a conversion of Philip too, isn't it? Through this stranger, through the Spirit, and through Philip's openness to both of them, Philip is changed also. And the church grows. The church becomes more whole. Hundreds of years later, in the year 1846, when five railroad families first gathered for communion in downtown Marthasville, as Atlanta was known then, and when these families began to imagine a church, it was Philip's name they chose. Two years later, St. Philip's Episcopal Church moved into its first building across the street from today's state capitol. There was a second building and a third, which is where the church was when it became a cathedral in 1904. Then in the 1930s, when the streets of downtown Atlanta had risen almost as high as the church's doors, the congregation moved here at the intersection of Peachtree and Andrews, which was for many Atlantans, including my grandfather at the time, the end of the earth. The little gray church was built here. Some of you remember that church. You can actually see it in one of the stained glass windows up here in the transept. The little gray church was built here with its doors opening wide to the city. Michael Chapel was finished in 1947, and this nave, this cathedral where we are gathered today in 1962. But the Spirit wasn't done with us yet. It continued to blow as the Spirit does and to grow this community, this church, and its service and witness. So that about 40 years later, under Dean Candler's leadership, we let our light shine by adding a wide open atrium to welcome all people into this house of prayer. And an education wing also to nurture spiritual learning and growth and community. There have been many, many other changes, of course, in our spaces, in our liturgies, our ministries. There have been conflicts, too, yes, of course. After all, we are one body with many members and just as many strongly held opinions. Like 
our patron saint, Philip, we have been converted also, again and again and again and again, as we have tried to follow the Spirit, live out the gospel, and love God and one another. I especially like the way that St. Benedict understands conversion. Benedictine monks take vows of obedience, stability, and conversion. But wait, you may ask like I did, aren't stability and conversion opposites? No, not at all, not for St. Benedict. For him, the vow of conversion does not mean restlessly grasping for the next best thing or always looking around the corner for something better, but rather growing in the spirit, being made new, being renewed wherever you are. And stability. Stability does not mean clinging to what you have or what has been right now, rather, it's commitment. Stability is trusting, as Joan Chittister says, that we are in the place in which God wishes us to be. Stability is trusting that we are in the place in which God wishes us to be and making a difference there. It means taking root and growing growing deep down with roots deeper into the ground, growing inside in compassion, acceptance, understanding, self-awareness. And it means growing up like a tree, growing and maturing and growing out, growing outward toward others. Today, On this St. Philip Sunday, I give thanks for all the saints of this parish, past and present, who have taken root and made a difference here, and made a difference from here. Today, I give thanks for those who built and planted and dreamed this place into being, into being a place and a community from which blessings flow. Today, I give thanks for you, for you, for the saints I see, we all see today, teaching our children, sitting through sometimes long and laborious meetings, planning for the future, imagining our future preparing this altar, serving at the altar, preparing flowers, burying the dead, calling and caring and praying for one another, studying together, singing together, welcoming newcomers, welcoming strangers, and learning, learning how to love and how to let ourselves be loved. I give thanks also for the service, the diaconia that flows out from this parish into the streets, the city, the world, to hospitals, 
Prisons, shelters, schools, and workplaces, retirement communities, respite care. I give thanks for you who, like St. Philip, preach the good news. Preach the good news in word and example wherever you go. Witnessing by your very life, by your very way of being, witnessing to the trustworthiness of God, to the wideness of God's mercy, and to the power of the Holy Spirit making all things new and working in you and others, doing more than we could ever ask or imagine. Thank you, and thanks be to God. Amen.